0: This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, Eldorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com.
1: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
2: KNC Masterpiece, right here on 105 Through the Fan. We are live from Radio Row Super Bowl in Las Vegas. We want to thank Low T Center very, very much for being our presenting sponsor. Also, big shout out to Best Buy Windows and Siding. And of course, A Number One Air for giving us the A Number One Air hot seat. And so, a lot of pressure right there. We bring on. <laughs> It's not really, it's not really it's that not really much.
3: hot. Yeah, it's, it's not really warm. We bring anymore.
2: on Nate Boyer. <laughs> it's not really that bad. Good morning, sir. How are you?
0: We mm. need to. Uh, yeah, Mike we on. need tech
2: help right there. Our guy His mic is too. not working. Well, we will uh, We will work on that. Maybe we can just bounce him right over here. If you want to just bounce over here, Nate. We'll make that happen. Sorry about the technical difficulties. <laughs> He's back over oh. there. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're just now we're just messing with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and by the a number one hot seat, I meant we're just going to move you back and forth, <laughs> and it's kind of like it's musical chairs. Okay, there. All Can right, we me? got you now. We All right. got you now. There All right. he is. So, what's your day been like so far?
4: <laughs> uh, you're looking at it. This is are we the much start much of it? it? No. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying moving from this. place to
2: place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did other places make you jump from seat to seat?
4: No, that's the first time that's happened. Okay, good. That's we, first, yeah, For you're better or worse, we to be memorable. Yeah, so. exactly. You're trailblazing. You're all of those things. You're welcome. Innovative.
2: You're welcome. Now, I want to know if we <laughs> can continue this interview knowing that I went to Texas A&M.
4: Can we still, can we be cordial? Yeah, no, because I cannot wait to beat y'all's ass again now that we're playing every year. Awesome. We need to be.
2: Let's see how easy that path is to the playoff when you have to play in a There's real conference. Teams. That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. This is the Texas How rule. many
4: playoffs has A&M been in?
2: Hey, we got <laughs> jobbed out of one three years ago, all right? <laughs> oh, you guys got into one you didn't deserve. We got kicked oh, out of one that wait, we did who, deserve. Who above us? Who above us? I mean, Georgia was the best team all year. No, they would have smoked they, everybody. They lost. You guys and lost, Alabama, too.
4: who we beat. Okay, and you lost to Oklahoma, who we was did. nowhere near the playoff. Hey, they weren't. No, but we beat Alabama. That's, in the true. <laughs> <laughs> championship, That's true. That's true. We beat Georgia. So. Is this what it's
0: going to be? It's just going to be A&M versus yeah. UT for his, 10 minutes his here? His daughter
3: goes to UT. I'm a Sooner fan. So there's a lot, yeah, of, a lot, of, lot of tension right That's now. That's why like we made the here. We, I'm can, sorry all, about we that. can all have a good Well, I'll
4: tell you what. If we didn't lose this uh, Oklahoma, we wouldn't have won the rest of the games. I think that kind of had to happen. Interesting. You know how, I mean? how do you feel about Quinn Ewers? Because he's a local product out from
2: Southlake, where in the Metroplex, where we're from. Yeah. What do you think about him as a quarterback?
4: Uh, I mean, I think, he's, I think he's getting a little bit better every year. He's obviously talented. I, I've noticed like the first year, it was it felt like he wasn't he, he wasn't setting his feet like when yeah. we when we when we that Oklahoma game, which was very different last year. Yeah, um, he was awesome, but he still like there was some wide open that he just missed because it was kind of lazy back foot throws. And he had no pressure even. I'm like, what is what's going on with the mechanics? You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of that got cleaned up this year. Um, there's still a lot of room to grow for sure. I'm glad he didn't try to leave. He didn't, he wasn't ready. He yeah, I don't think he's ready. Agree. I mean, I I'm with you on that. You know, I think that was the right move. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll you know we'll definitely see. But I mean, it looks promising as far as like the transfer portal recruiting because we lost all those receivers. So I was, you know, we're, immediately you're thinking, man, and you lose Jonathan Brooks who. Stepped in and filled Bijan's shoes pretty damn well, which is a hard task, impossible. Dude. Yeah, and uh, but then they've got these other backs showed up. You know, when he was out for the year, uh, these two more, these two other backs uh, step in, and there's not really much drop off either. You know what I mean? So it's good to see.
2: Now you guys have got the MVP gala coming up mm-hmm. in April in Dallas. But yes. explain to everybody not what they might immediately think MVP stands for.
4: Yeah. So in our world, uh, it stands for merging vets and players. So what we do is we bring together combat vets and former professional athletes, and we help them find purpose and identity uh, when they lose a the uniform. You know, we we started in at uh, the end of 2015. So I I was in the, the army for 10 years, and then I you know walked on at Texas, played football, and in my time at UT, I was still in the military. I was in 19th Special Forces Group, so I went overseas a couple more times during school. So I had these two locker rooms with seemingly very different people uh, and different experiences, of course, like going to war, playing sports, different things. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, like the, the identity wrapped around that uniform, whether it's a Jersey or camouflage, uh, the structure, the purpose, uh, the sacrifice, very different kind of sacrifice, but you do have to sacrifice a lot to be, you know, to be elite and to to belong in that locker room uh, and sort of earn that respect. But then also when you lose it, and you lose the uniform, you lose it, you get cut from football like I did, or, you know, the military, your time in the military ends, feeling and finding anything that um, compares with what you had before, and it's tough. And the number one thing these guys will say, you know, whether it's vets or, vets or athletes, like, what do you miss the most? I miss the guys, you know, the and camaraderie, I miss, yeah, yeah, exactly that camaraderie and. And and it's you're at a pretty young age when it's over typically like t- mid twenties if you play f- uh, sports into your thirties like that's crazy that's old you know how, what I mean
2: how odd is that sensation of maybe your mid twenties late twenties and you're like
4: your career one of the things you built up for it's done Peek- so now peaking what? at that age yeah. is not you know, Tony Gonzalez uh, talked about it um, when he came to one of our uh, huddles so what we do we'll meet up in the gym every week. And we'll train together for about 30, 45 minutes, vets and athletes together. And then we huddle up, and it's just open forum. You know, we call it peer-to-peer coaching, but, like, we just talk. We talk about whatever you want. And so if somebody's got something going on that's bothering them or something they need to let out, we talk about it. And they feel comfortable because there's people in that room they are going to get them and understand they have that different experience. Well, Tony's in there, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer, 17-year, maybe one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the yep. game. And... His first year out, he really struggled. He didn't really talk about it because he felt guilty. He's like, I got, like, a broadcasting career and, you know, whatever I want at, at my fingertips. and uh, and But I still felt like I peaked and I'll never be great again, and that was, like, a really scary thing. And he kind of broke down and talked about, you know, his uh, when his wife recognized it. And she was just like, what is going on with you? Like, she thought, you know, he's going to leave her or something. And he's just like, no, I just... I don't know who I am now <laughs> you know he's yeah, like i'm thirty yeah, yeah exactly and like i I got a lot I'm not even halfway through life and I feel like that's it's just all you know downhill from here and, and not in a good way um so like that is a common thing a lot of vets feel that as well
0: I also feel like being a former major leaguer it's tough to explain doing the show with these guys I love these guys but it's like It doesn't. There's not the same adrenaline rush at all coming to Radio Row and doing this versus you're about ready to face the Seattle Mariners tonight. Something like that. It's just it's a different. It's like nothing excites you in the same way that pitching in the major leagues excites you.
4: Right. Yeah. No. It's tight. Yeah. It's it's it is very similar in that regard. Yeah. That 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 dopamine hit that we (laughs) that we get. It's hard to replicate and find. And, And unfortunately, a lot of guys choose unhealthy ways to try and find that you know it's a drug yeah (laughs) you know what i mean and that effect and it could be really dangerous so like that's the purpose of mvp is to you know kind of provide that space and then encourage each other push each other hold each other accountable like hey you did something pretty great before but like that's over so like what are you gonna do now because you're the same person you can still achieve whatever it is you're just gonna have to work your ass off and start from scratch and you know here you go
2: well, Nate, we appreciate you jumping on. Also, a Bronze Star recipient, not that you want to brag on yourself, <laughs> is vetsandplayers.org. If you want to go check out more information about the organization, perhaps get set up for that gala yeah. in April, which is in Dallas. If At you the got, Star. Yes, you know? if you guys are interested. So, yes. very
4: cool stuff right you there, guys Nate. Should come. You guys should come do the show from there. Is Let's this an it. official invite? Awesome. Yeah. Is That'd that cool? That would be awesome. Okay. Let's do it. And sure. we'll have more time and everything exactly. like that. That'd be cool. awesome. I'm There'll looking be some cool people to, to, to interview and all that. Thank you very much. Thank they you. appreciate real, real it. Real, very quick, much. real yeah. quick, real yeah, quick, real quick. To, uh, to learn more about the organization beyond the website, go check out the movie, the MVP movie. It's on Paramount Plus. You can also rent it on Prime and Apple TV. And it really, in an hour and 45 minutes, really, you learn how it all started. The genesis of, of merging vets and players. It's about a Marine who was living in a homeless shelter and a former NFL player, first year out of the league, that are going through the same exact struggles, even though on paper they got nothing in common. All the vets on screen are played by actual vets. Tony Gonzalez is in it. So is Strahan and Randy Couture and Howie Long and Jay Glazer and all. You know, I co-founded MVP with Jay. So he helped bring that community together. And they're all on screen in like a scripted film. So check out the MVP movie. All right, Paramount
2: Plus, or you can catch it on streaming. Go ahead and rent it. All right, very cool. Prime
4: Apple TV. You'll find it. Just Google it. Just Google it. (laughs) The MVP movie. Google it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
2: Love It. it. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, and I'm willing to bet this is going to be a super short break. Yes. We will talk with Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and CBS NFL analyst Aaron Taylor next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Right now, we bring to you Aaron Taylor
5: live from Radio Row in Las Vegas.
2: How's it going,
5: sir? It's going good, man. This is uh, ground zero of the football world. It's a great opportunity to come in here and and revisit with old friends and new friends and just kind of. Talk about the greatest sport on the planet. And think about Super Bowl glory along the way. Yes. I mean, oh, this thing? No, oh,
2: oh, yes.
6: <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs> do you always wear that,
2: or is it like a special occasion kind of thing? How, how, how does the wearing of the Super Bowl
5: ring go? When I was single, I wore it every day, 24 Hell hours yeah. a day. You know what I'm saying? It's you got to work with ideas. what you've yeah. And this was a lot easier than wearing a sign that said, I played in the NFL, please come home with me. <laughs> so it's just easier to do. But now that I'm I a happy married. I think please
2: join in a long-term relationship
5: with that's, me. that's what i what said meant. to my wife okay good and incidentally i wasn't wearing the ring and that's probably why she said yes
2: okay i could definitely see that see how that works how, how much when you're here do you like i know obviously we got stuff we're going to talk about and programs and like the current super bowl how much is it it feels like it's an impossible to not immediately reflect back on your own career or your own playoff run
5: it's interesting i spent a lot of time in the college world being a college football analyst for CBS and we do some NFL stuff, but it's not often that I get to be immersed in this world as consistently as it is when you come to the Super Bowl. So I bumped into Jim McMahon, I bumped into Eric Kramer. I mean we won this Super Bowl together when we're on the same roster yeah. with Jimmy Mack anyway. Eric and we I just I were had him on yeah. With the Chargers. So it's like invariably you bump into people that you haven't seen and there's mutual friends and you're catching up on all that stuff. And it's like a big old reunion man in there's also a weird dynamic where you bump into people that you both know each other, but you don't know each other, but you feel like you know each other because you've got a ton of mutual friends or you've done a bunch of interviews or you've seen a lot of their work. So there's that kind of weird thing that happens almost like in Hollywood where you bump into people that you've seen your whole life, but you finally are face-to-face and shoulder-to-shoulder and get a chance to catch up.
3: I, 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 Mike was uh, talking with uh, one of our friends uh, that played in the World Series. And he said he had to kind of dial himself back uh, to about 80% because I'm going to swing, like my full swing, and yeah, now yeah, I'm going yeah. overboard because of the adrenaline. That game specifically, can you kind of explain the difference in Super Bowl game, like the adrenaline and that, that environment, that feeling?
5: So we only had two guys that had Super Bowl experience on the roster with our first one that we won in New Orleans, Super Bowl 31. And that was Jim McMahon and, and Don Beebe. And they said, fellas, you have no idea what you're in store for. This thing is bananas. It's two weeks long. You're going to be doing interviews with translators in countries you've never heard of on media day. It's bananas. The tickets, and I need this. And when you're coming in and hotel rooms and family, it's like it's bananas. Handle as much of that stuff as you can. But I got to tell you this, like the pregame is as long as you'll ever see too. (laughs) You go out there, you warm up, but it's not the same cadence. You'll have to warm up again because it will be 45 minutes before, you know, you come off the field before you go back, so be prepared for that. (laughs) We got – the ball and we started driving down we were five or six plays in and they called a tv timeout in that first super bowl i was more tired after six plays than i had been in any three quarters that season because the adrenaline was so pumped up i'm running down the field covering every football you know every ball that i could and it's just like oh my god are you guys tired (laughs) i'm tired too what's (laughs) going on we gotta gotta calm ourselves down And, and it takes a while but the speed of the game it was at a, a pace that none of us had ever played before. So you, you play high school, you play college, you, there's minicamp speed, there's preseason speed, there's regular season, there's playoff, there's championship speed, then there's Super Bowl speed. I had never played the sport of football as fast as it happened those first couple series as I did when we were in New Orleans. So that's an adjustment period that, each team has to make you give a little bit of a hat tip to Kansas City because of their experience but San Francisco was there four years as well but it's a real thing
2: was there anybody in the huddle at the time was like no Aaron you need to calm down we're all fine (laughs) like we're we're all
5: fine and everyone's just looking at you just totally fine I've got the paper bag and hyperventilating (laughs) they're super chill no we were all kind of like oh my gosh yeah me too and it was kind of a good moment that was interrupted because of the TV timeout to like okay, at the end of the day, we have to execute here. And Mm -hmm. adrenaline and emotion and excitement is not going to win us this game. Executing is. Eliminating mistakes is.
2: I hope you'll forgive this question, but our Dallas fan base is desperately in need of some positive memories. What kept you guys from getting to the Super Bowl sooner?
5: That was the Dallas Cowboys (laughs) until – Don't worry about that. On on the star, we couldn't beat them. You guys were unbeatable. And uh, Leon Lett, if you're listening, I don't appreciate how you treated me at times, (laughs) rushing the passer, but uh, I'm hoping to move on from it. Those were great teams, and just to watch the way that it went from Dallas to San Francisco, back to Green Bay, and we enjoyed our run, and critical for us was to get Dallas up.
7: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
5: Green Bay, and the year that we did that, we won the Super Bowl. When we had to play them on home turf, we couldn't get it done. So... Uh, it's been a rough little run for the Dallas Cowboys yeah. uh, as of late. It has,
0: um, it's only 30 years. I mean, yeah. you know, who's counting,
5: though? Yeah. Yeah. we're. I yeah, definitely every counting. year, Every, every, count, every, every Cowboys sure. fan.
7: Do you have any
2: <laughs> advice for the Cowboys? Obviously, they're seeking out a new defensive coordinator right here, talking about contract potentially extension for our quarterback. How do you feel about
5: those things? Good. Especially the
2: contract extension, maybe.
5: Yeah, Dak's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's a quarterback that by himself you're going to stand up on the podium and, and hoist the trophy. Yeah. He appears to be somebody that with a great supporting cast and a really solid defense can win you some ball games. But there's something missing from Dallas, something when it matters, finding a way to make that play to get over the hump. He sees Brian Broaddus. I see yeah. Brian Broaddus, my old good buddy. Yeah. What's up, dude?
3: Oh, man, look at that hug. Look that is that. delightful. That is oh, man. the best. Those
5: guys to see right you. there. They did it together. So, Brian is part of the ball. Oh, he's got a Super Bowl ring on, too. I love it. Oh, oh my gosh. Get that on the camera thing if thing you like can. Yes. See that? What's yeah. going on there? We haven't seen one of those in a really long time. Every time. I love it, man. It, it's This sport is incredible. And the margin and differences between winning or losing and advancing or not is so minuscule. And you don't know when the play or plays are going to happen. Football's a game of moments, Mm -hmm. and going back to the Cowboys, in the big moments when they need to make something happen, there's something that's missing there. And I don't know if it's on one particular position group, one particular person, or organizationally, but you kind of get a sense that until they can figure that out, and it's kind of been that way for Texas on the college side, it's kind of been that way for Texas A&M on the college side, there's something where they just come up a little bit short. We're seeing that with USC on the college side. And to me, that's cultural. That's having to be able to figure something out, and then that goes to contract extensions with head coaches and, yeah. and what that looks like. So I don't know if there's an immediate answer. That's maybe above my pay grade, but they're close, but they've got to figure out a way to get over the hump.
2: Well, since you just gave us a super downer right there. Yeah. How about, I love your shirt, man. Yeah, how love about it. something positive, future fans, football, what, what are we what are we working with here? And is, this is for us to keep, right? I'm yes, just, this just, is for you yes. to keep.
5: Uh, this is an incredible way to connect with my kids, and I want to share a story with you because contrary to belief, I've got a first grader, and she hates the sport of football because it takes daddy away. However, this is a really creative way to rethink how we teach the sport of football to young kids by making it fun and easy, and it's a storybook-led experience. You open the box, there's a children's book. That has a story in it that embeds parallel games in the rules and the concepts and then you play those games. So there's a ring toss game where you have four beanbags to get one of them in the the ring. If you get there you get to advance and get four more chances to try to get a beanbag into the ring and that's how you introduce the concept of downs. But it's super on the DL so she resists anything from me that has to do with football. But I'm teaching her the concepts of football by using future fans. And it's something that I believe in. I've I've tried to write children's books, and just it's a lot harder than you think. But this is such an easy way to create fans for life. And at the end of the day, it's a great experience for us to get together and spend time with my daughter in a way that she doesn't know is going to have us sitting on the couch on Sundays and watching it. So you can find this at futurefans.com. Nice. If you put in the code SUPER, you get 15% off. If you type in Aaron Taylor, they'll charge you double, so be careful oh, there. Okay. No. All right. yeah. All and right. you can also find it on uh, Amazon, but it's a really creative way to introduce the concepts and rules of football and create a fan for life with somebody you love.
2: Man, That's Aaron. Awesome. You got a lot of fans here, and that moment with Brian Broaddus was just incredible. Thank you very, very much for jumping on with us. Yeah, thank you,
5: guys. Good to see you again. Ladies and
2: gentlemen, Aaron Taylor right here on 105.3 The Fan. The fun, excitement, and guests just keep coming. Remember, that's Future Fans Football if you want to go check that out. We're live here on Radio Row in Las Vegas, want to thank you once again for all, for a number one air. We got people coming up on the a number one air hot seat again and again and again. And thank you very much to the Low T Center and Best Buy Windows and Siding. And now I do believe we're going to have joining us Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer. Rod Woodson is going to join the show. So we got all kinds of of amazing interview guest star power happening again and again and again. So thank you again very much for rocking with us. Hope you guys are
0: enjoying it. I wish I would have brought my 89 Pro Set Rod Woodson rookie card. To get to him get to signed. autograph it? But it's in <laughs> Dallas at home right now.
2: Well, that is that is in
8: fact unfortunate. <laughs> Rod, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. are doing along. well. It's been and a busy
3: day, man. It's you in, day?
8: enjoying Vegas?
3: Oh, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: We're going to enjoy when the show's over. This is pretty stressful. This seat just keeps <laughs> getting filled every second yeah. we
2: move forward. It's especially, suspe- it's especially stressful for our producer back home who's like you guys are supposed to have commercials too and we're like oh, the hell with yeah. that let's just keep running with yeah, content cool. i hear you. you i hear you and for dallas people we're most excited to just be involved in a super bowl setting again it's been a long time since we've been able to do that dallas which unfortunately dallas fans I know you need know. a hug
8: they need a hug it's <laughs> yeah okay. it's okay
2: what do you think what do you think is a solution
3: for for the for the dallas cowboys is there a solution
8: is it a solution oh, man you know it's How do you, I I don't know, how do you change the mindset where you play so well during the regular season? Because then you think nothing's
0: wrong. You're like, oh, we're good.
8: And then all of a sudden, somewhere along the line, that first round, you just don't play your your best football. It's just that I just kind of, and anytime I see a team kind of struggle with those big game moments, I always go to leadership. From the coaches to the players on the field, I always go to leadership. Like, who are their leaders when these games are kind of going south? you know as as a coaching staff or a player who's going to rally the troops and if you don't have one it ain't gonna work Mm. it's not gonna happen uh so normally when you see the really good teams who have those moments where they get to the super bowl or get to the championship games they have leaders somewhere along the along the line and they might have multiple leaders at different levels yeah to your point it was
0: late in the first quarter and C.D. Lamb's already furious with Dak Prescott and whatever's happening. And I was yeah. like, crap, we are, we are not that far into this game. There's three more quarters to play. And the main wide receiver who had a great
8: year is already frustrated with what is happening right. on the field. And, you know, and, and, and Dak is really mellow. I've never seen Dak go off. But is every now and then you need yes. that, like dog. Say, man, you better shut the f up talking to me. Like I ain't. We're gonna like, we'll yeah. work this thing out. But let's figure this thing out together. Don't point your finger at me. Let's think. And then when you when you can find coach or players like that that have that little in them, you seen Tom Brady? Tom Brady cuss out his whole offensive line.
3: Yeah, we had Troy. Aitken Peyton too. Manning,
8: Tro- Tro- right?
3: Troy would get after Troy. somebody.
8: All the good teams over the history of football have those players. You can't be all nicey nicey all the time. Yeah. You gotta have a little fire in your gut, and it has to come out at times. And sometimes, when your little, when your receivers or other players get mad at, you gotta like go up to them and say, hey, "Man, you need to cut that stuff out today, right now, or we're gonna be fighting after this game." <laughs> so since we've been in the middle of a football success desert.
2: Can you <laughs> – I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but can you tell us anything about how great the
8: 95 Cowboys were? Help me out just a little bit. Well, the 95 Cowboys were – well, our quarterback threw a couple picks. So. <laughs> Larry Brown was wide open. I played, yeah. I played in three Super Bowls, and the starting quarterbacks on two of my teams threw eight.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's not what you want. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. So they needed you to make eight interceptions to make up for it on the other side. We would
8: have had to do a lot to make up for that. So I don't know your
0: relationship at all if you have one with Darren Woodson. But one of the things that's very frustrating for us is how great of a player he was, how great of a leader he was. In fact... Roy Williams, nothing against Roy Williams from Oklahoma. Not a very good player once Darren Woodson retired. Like, he had no clue what he was doing on the football field. And then we hear from a lot of people, well, Darren would kind of coach him during the game to make sure (laughs) he was in the right positions, knew what to do. Uh, Darren leaves. Roy has nobody to tell him what to do right. right before the ball is snapped. And so he gets exposed tremendously. Why do the voters not think that Darren Woodson was a Hall of Fame football player?
8: I'm stumped by the voters. First of all, I don't even know who they are. Yeah. That's the first thing. Secondly, I, I don't know what they're critiquing anymore. I don't even, I don't understand. Like, to me, Hall of Famers should be, the you should, like, I made nine All-Pros, first or second team in my 17-year career. So that's over half. It's not bad.
2: Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty but definitely top 1%. I, I think 1%. you
8: need to be somewhere like that to be a Hall of Famer. It shouldn't be – when I went in, I was a 253rd player that went in in 09. And since 09 to now, it's been another 135, 140 players have gone in since then over 14 years. That is crazy. Because they did the makeup class too. They they did, well, like, that's to add, another thing yeah. that David Baker did. He had a, one that Centennial, and there were like 20 guys that went in. We we're like, what mm. in the world? And I get where well, some guys do get overlooked. I just don't know what the criteria is. Yeah. Do I think Darren should be in? Yeah, Darren should be in for whatever – Some all the other guys that are going in. I say Cardinal Lake should be in with some of the other guys that are going in. I mean, it's just – I'm I'm kind of blown away by just the, the mindset of the voters and what do they look at anymore. Like, to me, greatness isn't greatness. Greatness, to them, very good. Is great. Yeah. And very good. Shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, but it is.
0: Yeah.
3: Is, is the game complicated? And I'm, I'm no. not, I'm not, I'm no. not, it, does it, it seems like whenever we're watching, it seems like there's something that'll be cyclical. Uh, a new, you know, we're back to the, the, the single high safety. Now we're back to shell coverage. Is it, is it, the game, there are a lot of. A, it, in
8: 1987, pretty good coach named Chuck Knoll told me this is a simple game. It's a simple game. It's not easy to play at a high level on a consistent basis. Think about this. The spread formation has been in pro football since the 1950s. Mm -hmm. There's a book written called The Spread Formation in the 1950s. Did they do it? Yes. The game is not different. The only difference is players are bigger, faster, stronger, obviously. The rules have changed to allow the offense to score more points. Yes. Yes. All this stuff, single high, single high, two shell, four. I mean, we were doing that stuff in the freaking 80s, right? The run and shoot was ran. The K-Gun was ran in the 80s. Now you have a variation of the run and shoot and the air raid. They're kind of a combination of all. And then you have a variation of the wing T, which is the RPOs in yes. the zone reads, right? That's a variation of all, but they're in a spread formation instead of being a condensed look. That's what football is. That's all it is. It's no different. That's it. And all you got to do is understand your rules inside of each one of the defenses, inside side of one of your offenses, and go play football.
3: And then you got a unique a unique guy like Patrick Mahomes. Like, that is – that's he's the gen- thing. He's the generational.
8: Hmm. There's some players, which is rare, that can play in any generation, and he's going to be lights out. He is one of those guys.
2: Now, the interesting thing, we've got Rod Woodson right here on 105.3 The Fan. You're on behalf of NFL Alumni Health. Y'all have teamed up with the DEA, and the one pill can kill cause. And also, sorry to be neglecting you so long I, along the way. I get sucked in listening to him break it's a it hall down. He's favorite. captivating, yeah.
3: man. He's captivating.
2: His, we've got John Delena with us as well, is... Tell me more about the One Pill Can Can Kill campaign, please. Yeah,
6: so we're faced with the worst drug crisis this country's ever seen. Uh, Drug poisoning deaths are the leading cause of death right now for Americans between 18 and 45. And it's all coming from this deadly drug of fentanyl. It only takes two milligrams of fentanyl to kill somebody. It's enough to fit in the tip of a pencil. And we're seeing them mass produced in the form of pills that look exactly like a pharmaceutical grade pill. And they're ending up in all of our communities, all of our schools, and all of our homes.
3: In my neighborhood, actually, it, recently in Plano, it just it, happened.
6: It's so hard to see, and, and, and believe me, I talk to the, to the men and women of the Dallas office all the time. We've, we've seen it in schools there. We see young people getting caught up with this. We lost 112,000 Americans last year to drug poisoning deaths, 300 people a day. And these pills are so deadly. Seven out of ten pills that we seize contain a potentially deadly dose. And we see 78 million of those pills last year along with 12,000 pounds of powder. So we're here with the Hall of Famer, Rod Woodson. DEA's teamed up with the NFL Alumni Association. And we're at an event like this because we know we finally have a captivating audience, and we don't want to lose any more kids. We don't want your community to be affected by it. We don't want your community to be affected by it. We need to do something about it. So we need people to go to DEA.gov slash pill, DEA.gov slash pill and get all the information they can so that they can talk to kids, talk to your teams that you're coaching, talk to your church groups, whatever it is, so that these kids can be empowered to make good, healthy decisions so we can save another life.
3: Yeah, absolutely, man. I got a, I got a 16-year-old, I got a 13-year-old, and a, and a 10-year-old, and I'm, I'm always frightened.
6: And you need to be talking to all of them, yes. even the 10-year-olds right now, because these drugs are out there in front of them all the time, and we want kids to be aware. These are cartels that are manufacturing pills to look like an Adderall, to look like drugs that kids are using to try to trick kids into using, and they're selling them on social media kids need to understand adults need to understand you cannot buy a legitimate pharmaceutical pill off social media if you're seeing it on social media it's fake if it's fake it likely has fentanyl in it if it has fentanyl in it it will end up killing you
2: it's i mean like it's logical why you would want to get involved with this but was there anything in particular that drew you
8: to this cause right? You know, my oldest son had an addiction problem when he was younger mm. and fortunately for me he's gotten through it he's doing great he's living here in vegas with us uh He's done an outstanding job. but I'm just happy that I'm not one of those parents, one of those statistics that we've talked about and John talked about that, you know, when he was taking something, it wasn't laced with fentanyl. You know, so, and, you know, but it's every day, once you become, once you have that addiction, it's with you forever. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we we still have to talk to him about it and see where he's at every single day. You know, we're here to like his accountability partner. Uh, anything he needs from us, we're there for him.
2: You got a Super Bowl prediction before we uh, let you guys go. I Super Both Bowl of prediction.
8: Y'all. I am going with the team in red.
6: The oh, team. Oh no, no, no! I'm not done. Bold <laughs> prediction. The team, the team
8: that has water by it. That has played pretty good football, and they say the quarterback is a game manager. I'm going with that guy and not the future Hall of Famer. Well, since you side. just talk,
6: called the Hall of generational, which I think we all agree with,
2: definitely not a game manager right
8: there. He would not be. Mm. You he would not up?
6: consider that. I, so I'm, I'm not Hall of Famer Rod Woodson, and I don't have anything I have to worry about affiliation-wise. I'm all in on the 49ers. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That was uh, easy, right? i make it easy. Uh, and and uh, I, I, I think uh, they're going to shock the world.
2: Man, if you guys, first of all, I hope you're wrong because as Cowboys fans, we hate the 49ers. Yeah, obviously. But you, yeah. obviously, you understand. I, like, I like Brock Purdy. Good <laughs> Christian oh, man. Fine, uh, are you rooting? If for him Brock Purdy Bowl?
8: was a first round pick, Brock Purdy, they would they would talk about Brock Purdy like they're talking about Mahomes. Yes, Maybe so. they really yeah. would. But he he was the last guy taken in the draft, yeah. and everybody's like, ah, he really shouldn't be the starting quarterback. But he is. Tom Brady. If they knew Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady, you think he would have been a sixth round pick?
2: And the same, no. thing, I always say that when people are like, "You got to be a top pick." I understand most of the playoffs was dominated by that best quarterbacks of all time. Joe Montana, third round. Tom Brady, sixth round. There we go. Yeah, it's wild. All right. Well, thank you guys very, very much. www.dea.gov/slash-one-pill. So, dea.gov/slash-one-pill. If you want to learn more about the One Pill Can Kill program, appreciate you guys appreciate you. very, very much for thanks, jumping guys. on. Thanks, with thanks us. you. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Want to say thank you to A-Number One Air for giving us that A-Number One Air hot seat. We've had guests all day long, and I think right now we're going to transition in, and we are going to have our chit-chat with those fellows from the g Bag Nation. The report we got, all content, no breaks happening, so we can just... Keep going and talking more football, more Super Bowl, and more G-Bang Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today?
1: Wonderful, Hagee. How are you? We're
2: doing great. We're doing great. It has been a very busy day, but we've gotten to talk with Super Bowl winners, all pros, Hall of Famers, both pro and college football. It's been great.
1: Man, it's, it's like we're on Radio Row or something.
2: It, it does get busy here. <laughs> it
3: does get busy this, here. What's been really wild the last hour and a half or so is the way that, like, the, the chaos we've had around us. Yes. Uh, the, the people that have just been kind of hovering around and like a, the stars that go along with it.
2: Okay, I might have just gotten new information Uh-oh. that I got overruled about just never having commercial breaks again. Oh. So KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now, once again, via DM Leasing. Let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, I already know that you're doing great. How many of you are surprised that Corey was up and he
7: was here early, ready to go? MVP. MVP, MVP, MVP. I was amazed to hear him this morning with Sean and RJ. I was like, dude, Corey, you are a legend.
1: Yeah, it was really, really impressive. And I think that's probably my biggest regret from last night was not showering Corey in MVP chants as he came down that escalator. But
0: he did
2: shower time. you in yeah. booze is what I oh, heard. Oh, he did. At he one did. point,
0: he was halfway through drinking his drink, Corey, and then decided to shove that drink into Eric's mouth. and then Corey, And then Eric took a drink of it. And that's when I was like, I think it's about time for me to go. <laughs>
8: <Yeah>. <laughs> good topic. I, <laughs> uh-huh. I would say that's no hey, in the room, Mike. I would say it's good job of your part. Hey, but
1: no eye contact was made when Corey was pouring that down my mouth. Yeah, it was all we were. So it was all fair and square. <laughs> 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 you,
0: bla- you guys he, had a blast. He
1: just showed me two videos. One, I,
3: I would appreciate it if you don't post one. Of them. The other one, <laughs> what? Was, what? which one's yeah. the one? Yeah. Uh,
7: it's it's a really funny video. It is, it a is a really was funny. Was it with the sauce yeah. and then the mic drop? Yes, yeah. the
1: mic drop. But the mic was a fork.
3: Yeah, so to answer my own
1: question, (laughs) I'm a
3: little
2: embarrassed.
1: Yeah. This video, I am... Going, <laughs> oh, can you play the clip Wait. of
2: Corey asking if you're embarrassed yeah. to, Corey? I <laughs> are you embarrassed? <laughs> are you embarrassed? Can we get Wait. just
1: an audio version of that? Yeah. No. You I'll guys know, but it's very visual. You guys need to see it. Look at this.
6: Oh,
2: man.
1: Yeah,
6: he, he started dancing. I mean, Corey was the light. Oh, man. Because
0: Corey said he only had one beer when we got into the Uber. And I'm yeah, like, this doesn't seem right. <laughs>
6: yeah, no. then And then later, you as the show, on you show, you,
0: you had 64 ounces of beer in two shots before we got into Can I give my
2: recap of what that was? That video look like <laughs> He's coming down the escalator, <laughs> kind of looking up. Might have his eyes closed, get, and he's eating. Gets off the escalator and looks like he's gonna hug the camera person. Mm-hmm. Who's I, the
0: camera person? I, I, probably Me, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> is that not epic, dude? <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know
3: no, the no, sound of that video. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness! But it it's did so might drop the, 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 the fork on that one. No, I just I don't want my kids to see that one. This is Vegas, yeah, it's guys. Bad. It's We're Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah. Let's leave that here. Yeah. Right? Yeah,
1: we'll we'll leave it here. No, shoot. that's gonna live in my phone forever it's amazing <laughs> eric was eric was we watched that on a loop last night but shout out to my you look like you're rapping i don't really it was know. great <laughs> oh, it. it was so good dude he uh. had like four plates stacked on top of each <laughs> yes. other
3: He does. somebody, somebody
1: <laughs> oh, did i get that food
3: God. or did somebody bring me food you were
0: it. getting everything dude yeah. you would go to the bar and then you'd like <laughs> i was like I didn't know they could make you four drinks at one time, but you're like, <laughs> yeah. took all four and then just started handing them out. because well, You Cor- were sharing. You didn't drink all four yourself. Okay.
1: He has this innate ability to just garner a friendship within seconds with anyone. So, of course, that's going to be the bartenders. Mm-hmm. So then when Corey walks up and he asks for four cocktails, they're like, no problem, man. Because it's Corey. You. My favorite part was when Corey, he fin- he polishes off his, like, ninth one. And then he looks over and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go get another one. He doesn't mind the 12 people in line.
0: <laughs> and then he just steps <laughs> right up. And one guy just
1: throws his hands up and, like, kind of shakes
3: it. Like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> knew
2: me. he knew what, I was. He knew what
3: I was right. The rest of those guys could wait. That but that's, great. that's the thing.
2: Most of the people in those lines, they'll complain. But will they actually do anything to stop nope. it? No, they wouldn't. And th- that guy could throw his arms up nope. all he wants. He didn't do anything you, to you stop it. You might not it. remember
0: this. The first bar, the first guy we got a drink from, did you give him a $20 bill? I don't have any cash. Okay. So I, I okay. Not I was me. wondering. Might uh, have
1: been his spare hotel key. But I don't, don't think there know. Was, there was no oh, bobby belting key. going on there with the tips.
3: <sighs> Man. All right. Okay. <sighs> now, How did to do? do? Anything else we can talk about? That's, oh, that's right. Bobby was Bobby with the Sharks uh, yeah. yeah. So I took over game. Bobby's role. There you go. Way to
1: step on up, being bro? Being a party animal. Okay. What a good teammate does. He got oh that video so good. He's got that corn
0: slider in his arm. You <laughs> won the night.
1: Look at the look at the finisher on this basket. <laughs> the <This laughs> sauce. gives the fork in the sauce. No food on it. <laughs> he eats it and then he mic drops the fork.
0: And then yes. leans back triumphantly. <laughs> like, I've, yeah. started, I've done it. <laughs> Mission extremely the it. greatest partier to ever walk he did. in Vegas. He were the best partier. We're going we're
1: nice. to do our top ten dudes you'd most like to party with in Vegas. Hey. And I had to readjust my list because Corey Majors is now numero uno. Side Spoiler leg alert. walking
2: Corey is the best. He also didn't walk with his feet in front of one another. He was like.
1: Yeah, it was a nice Ooh. waddle. Yeah, it was amazing.
2: Brought us, us. Nice. real quick. What, what's it like? I know you hugged Aaron Taylor. Seeing him, seeing Jim McMahon, just seeing the people from the Super Bowl team out here.
4: Yeah, that's what the Super Bowl is all about. It's about the memories and stuff. It was great. It's so, uh, you know, Aaron and I go way, way back because I scouted him at Notre Dame and then was part of all that, you know, to push him to get him to get drafted. And I've I've told the story, we had Jim on last year at the Super Bowl from Phoenix. That was awesome. Yeah, and so many great stories, so many great memories. But that's the great thing about being older and kind of being in the league. I know a lot of people here. So you kind of bump into people along the way and, and catch up. Maybe some guys and gals you hadn't seen in a while, but that's what makes
8: this place so special right now. That's awesome. What do you, uh, you find fellas got coming up
1: on the program today? Pure gold as always. Thanks for asking. Yep. At uh, 2.20, we're going to have a college football conversation with uh, former Longhorn linebacker and pro football player Brian Jones. Okay. At 3 o'clock, Chris Myers. We're going to talk with the Chiefs rider at 4 o'clock, and we have the star of the show, Darren Woodson, at 5 o'clock.
2: Woo, hopefully soon to be Hall of Famer. Roll home right with here. the G-Bag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow. Radio Row in Las Vegas right here on 105.3 The Fan. Say so goodnight, Corey. night, Corey.
7: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?